Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Mayetta. Check us out online at ceoraider.com. Anonymously rate your company and your CEO. Visit us at techtoday.com for the latest in technology-related content, capital markets-related content. We've got several articles that we published in the past day or so. One of them is entitled, Is Salesforce Chief Operating Officer Brett Taylor the company's next CEO? And that's that's been rumored this week. A number of different sources have reported on it. I, I don't have anything incremental to report on that. However, I think I would look at Salesforce in a more favorable light were Taylor to become the next CEO. If, if you look at his experience, you know, he came to Salesforce by way of an acquisition, a company he co-founded uh, named Quip, who was acquired in, in 2016. Prior to that, he was CTO at Facebook. Prior to that, he helped lead the effort at Google Maps. And so he's a, a, a product-centric executive. And my critique about Salesforce over the past few years, over the past decade even, has been that strategically, it seems to me that they have a lack of product focus, or more generally, just focus. Over the past half dozen years or so, I, I would have preferred them to invest more heavily in machine learning, as an example, to provide advanced analytic and advanced automation capabilities to their core customer cohort by way of investment in, in machine learning. And it's it's not sexy, it's expensive, but heck, you know, Salesforce has never been known for you know throwing off 40% margins, uh, operating margins. And given the amount of capital they've, that they've deployed on, on M&A, I just think more bang for the buck by doing the hard, gritty stuff that's going to drive real ROIC. So a machine learning effort, ramping that up, that would be one area of opportunity uh, in, in related technologies, right? So, for example, robotic process automation, RPA, would, would be one that just would, would seem like it would pay significant dividends were Salesforce able to automate you know, route tasks for their core customers, right? So I'd, I'd like to see them, I'd like to see Salesforce focus more on the core customer base and gaining more share of wallet and becoming the, the dominant player for that core customer cohort, driving up the customer value prop. And in doing so, you, you create a, you know, the word institutional investors love, you, know, you create a competitive moat. Otherwise, you run the risk of, you know, you've got sort of Facebook nipping at your heels from below with their acquisition of customer with a K and other investments they're making around online tools to make it easier for small businesses to you know, market their services and transact online. Google's doing the same with its retail effort. And so I would like to see Salesforce double down in that area. I, I like Tableau. I like that company. I don't know if that acquisition made sense for Salesforce. I'm less bullish on on Slack. I, I didn't like it when it was independent. I don't know what value it provides. It, it, it gives, obviously, Salesforce a competitive offering in the collaboration space to help, when, you know, so when they're going head-to-head -head with Microsoft and the enterprise, I just don't know that ramming heads with Microsoft is necessarily what you want to be doing. I think there are ways to compete with Microsoft without necessarily going head-to-head -head with them. I think it makes more sense to, to pick your spots and do that thing exceptionally well, and that will make you a, a, a leader in a, in a given particular product area. And now I'm reading about Slack user fatigue and, and such, so I, I just don't like that acquisition. So I, I my guess... And were I a large institutional investor, should Brett Taylor, you know, become CEO? And if I don't have CRM in my portfolio, I'd, I'd, I'd at least want to do a call with 
with Brett Taylor and find out, you know, how, how he values organic growth through product development, through product innovation vis-a-vis M&A. I'd love to see product innovation become, you know, sort of the, the 80% of what they focus on as it relates to driving growth and driving customer value and rounding off the organic effort with opportunistic M&A as opposed to what it has been, which is M&A has been the, you know, the focus, the driver of, of revenue growth. And my guess is that's a model that Benioff picked up from his days at, at Oracle at Larry Ellison. So I think anytime at a technology company where you replace sort of a sales and marketing focused CEO with a, a product CEO, it's worth looking at, especially today where technology is so fluid. You really like to have the CEO to have technology chops. We wrote about something similar maybe a month or six weeks ago with respect to Intel, where we called for a new CEO with product experience. And as luck would have it, Intel named a new CEO about a week after we, we published that article. One with product experience, with engineering experience, uh, Pat Gelsinger, who came from VMware, who was a, a former Intel employee earlier in his career. So check out that article. That's all for now. See you next time.